Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome to another episode of Hey, Hey, NWA. I'm Peyton Finley. And I'm Zach Pinky. And this week we feature the new nonprofit focusing on waste in food production. Uh, they're called Zilch. And they're represented by Heather Michelle and Marcy Davini. Mm-hmm. And they are local Northwest Arkansas uh, ladies who run, who are starting to get campaigns going to reduce the amount of plastic use, the amount of um, the amount of waste overall in restaurants. Yeah, and they both come from a background of working in restaurants, with they, which they talk about. So it's a campaign they feel really close to their heart um, because they s- confronted it a lot. Um, I don't know Marcy very well, but Heather, I've kind of known from a distance for a while, and she is adventure queen extraordinaire uh, much well-traveled much well-traveled that's Mm -hmm. grammar um she's well-traveled and kind of does all these adventures around the states and uh always has like a really solid social media presence uh so she we've got to see her kind of move into this role of doing zilch stuff and trying to get restaurants on board to embrace a lower waste ceiling uh, for all intents and purposes. And this is so timely because the day we recorded this, so it would be yesterday, is Earth Day. Yeah. So this is such a timely episode. So yes. this is our way to celebrate Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, Happy everybody. Earth Day, everyone. Happy Earth Day. One day late. Um, or several days late, depending when you're listening to this. Yeah, you could just be listening to this in mid-November. You might be. Happy hey, Earth Day to you, too. Happy, no- yeah. Hey, November, how's it going? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we're going to get into the interview with them. Peyton, do you have any other thoughts before you jump into this? Um, yes. I, during this interview, we go through my trash. Oh, yeah, I Which forgot. is a lot of fun. Um, and not like my trash, my trash. We actually went through my recycling and we learned some lessons about what can and cannot be recycled. Super informative. Super, really, super helpful. Really informative. Um, so listen in for stuff that you may or may not should be or should not be recycling. Yeah, um, I learned a lot, clearly, since we went through my recycling and yeah. learned what not to recycle and what I should be recycling. So what a good game. It was a good game. And we talked about composting, which was fun. Yeah. And yeah. gross, but fun. Mainly. It's kind of your fault, but we'll it's, let listeners figure yeah, that that's out. Fair. Anyway, uh, we're going to come back at the end, the resurgence of the Ozark superstition with the episode. Um, so we're going to have one at the end that's terribly interesting, uh, kind of fun. So we'll have that on the other end of the episode. So be looking for that. Awesome. Let's get into it. Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome to another episode of Hey, Hey, NWA. I'm Peyton Finley. And I'm Zach Pankey. And on today's show, we are featuring a new nonprofit, Zilch. And uh, this time we have Heather Michelle and Marcy Davini on the show with us. Uh, welcome to Hey Hey NWA. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for being here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell us just straight up, what is Zilch? Um, Zilch is 
a little movement that we started that we're hoping to be driven by local and community action by partnering with restaurants to help um, create awareness of our single-use plastics and just um, collaborating with citizens and supporting each other on the movement of how we can reduce our waste in Northwest Arkansas and hopefully Arkansas in general. Mm -hmm. Now, why did you choose to start with restaurants? So restaurants are a huge contributor to our waste in general. Serving food and beverages all day, every day, result, result in the continual pro, like production of waste. I mean, from um, to-go cups, from utensils, straws. plastic straws in general, um, the waste from food. Yeah, so restaurants are a huge contributor to that. And so focusing with that and then also um, the consumers that go to restaurants, they start learning about how they can reduce their waste and then they can take it to their home and have, you know, a continual learning um, about how to reduce waste in general. It's also like to help recognize these restaurants um, so that people know when they want to vote with their dollars on where they want to go. Um we'll be highlighting those restaurants so that you can, you'll know that restaurants are such a big part of our society. Now we're always in them. I know I work out of them. Yeah. I work in the restaurant industry and I'm, when I'm not in the restaurant working, I'm there and I'm communicating with all my friends that are servers. Um, everyone that works there, I love spending my money in food and beverages. So if I can know that, I, we can help them be zero waste. That helps me feel better as well. I think yeah. that's how Marcy feels too. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So did this idea come out of spending a lot of time in restaurants? Is that for both of you, how you kind of arrived at a restaurant centric model? Yes, I think. Um, so Heather has worked in the restaurant industry for like six years. Yeah. Almost a decade. I spent, um, probably five or so years in the food industry. Um, and then as of late, I spend a lot of my working hours at these restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. so it was just uh, a point that wasn't really being focused on in right. Northwest Arkansas that we saw that we could step into it and make a big difference in that area. And as people who worked in the industry, I'm sure you saw oh, yeah. how, behind the scenes, how many bags of garbage we are carrying out to the dumpster. Because you probably get annoyed with having to be the person that carries out the trash to the 100%. dumpster. 100%. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes. And a lot of those things that we're carrying out to the trash can, such as straws, things like this... Um, the the restaurants actually having to purchase those to hand them out for 20 minutes to turn around and throw them away so it's essentially kind of like they're throwing away some of their money you know Um, especially if people don't want these straws or these they don't want these to-go utensils Um, we saw that all the time whether it be people leaving their straws on their table or things of that nature Um, so not only does it benefit our environment but it also benefits the businesses because it saves them money yeah helping them you know just be aware that you don't necessarily have to provide those things or just asking that question. Do you need this straw? Do you need this cutlery? You know, do you need, you know, giving incentives for bringing your own coffee mug? Things like that are, are what we want to focus on. Yeah. And it helps with small business owner, you know, save some money. So triple bottom line there. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, reduces our waste that goes into a landfill. So one thing that we've really noticed as well, um, restaurants don't have a very good recycling program. And there's a lot of things that we can't do to get our glass to the recycling facility unless, you know, because we're already so busy working long hours every day. Um, adding those programs where we have to do it ourselves is time consuming. So we're hoping to eventually get to where we can become those people who raise that conversation about getting a better recycling program for our restaurants. So just to clarify, it's right now you as restaurant people, employees at a restaurant have to carry the glass or other recycling offsite or yes yes most restaurants uh, most <clears throat> commercial facilities in our area uh, their recycling extends to about um, cardboard boxes huh. um, anything else you have to recycle on your own so if you think you're you know a proprietor of a business and you've got all this crazy stuff going on in your life and then you have all your servers and all these amazing people that work there but they're crazy busy as well it's a whole nother job to then go through and collect all the glass and plastic if they have a bar you know there's tons of glass and then haul it out to for us the closest places out towards Centerton, right mm -hmm. and so it's like how often do you do that how big of your is your load going to be and so it's really about helping make it convenient for these restaurants to be more sustainable because at this point these proprietors they can't it, it's it would take a lot out of in their wheelhouse to be able to do this okay. so mm -hmm. gotcha. so just starting small like with little things like not um offering not you know giving people straws eliminating that waste um obviously there are some people that need straws um for certain cases, but eliminating that waste, we use 500 million straws a day in the United States alone. I saw this statistic the other day, and I think it may have been you who shared it, <laughs> uh, but I was like, there are 300 million people in America. We manage to use 500 million straws <laughs> every day? Yeah, so I was just, uh, not to you know call out any states or cities, but I was just in Alabama, and I noticed when we went to this, uh, it's not so much a chain restaurant in the Gulf, but it's you know a huge restaurant, and every single drink they bring out to you, whether it be a Coke or a margarita, they come out with straws already unwrapped in the drinks. So when mm -hmm. they bring you your refill, you get a whole new cup with a whole new oh, straw in interesting. it. interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you think about somebody that's drinking three sodas or something crazy, or somebody's getting turn up and they're just getting constantly getting straws <laughs> yeah um that's a lot just in one sitting yeah well, well i even think like when i was coming up uh my folks and i if someone if we all ordered soft drinks and someone ordered like a dr pepper and someone else ordered a coke the server would indicate which was which by putting one straw in one or two straws in the other <laughs> and the, just like even that was like this seems like a giant waste just having two straws in one drink that was because i always remember coming up because i or, always ordered dr pepper in restaurants <laughs> i would always have two straws in my drink you know that goes back to training too this is something that was long ingrained in my brain when i started serving and bartending put a straw in every single drink you know this was six years ago mm -hmm. i don't know if you were trained that way marcy but i was oh yeah like put a straw in every drink do not walk away from that little station without a straw in your drink so for the longest time you didn't think about it 
until now all these statistics have been coming out about how much we use every day they don't they are not recyclable they don't biodegrade um so they're out in our streams and go to our gulf and you know that's how they get there so they're just everywhere hmm. it's like the not top 10 polluter that they find in oceans is straws in the top 10 wow mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes people forget that they're like, oh, you're in Arkansas, you know, my straws aren't going to end up in the ocean because I'm in Arkansas. But what they don't realize, I guess, is that the Mississippi does connect down and all <laughs> a lot, a lot of our rivers, almost all of them, we all, they all connect. Yeah. And so what you throw in your creek will end up one day getting farther along down to the ocean. So mm. I'm not mm. saying it's not going to get caught in a rock, but. Well, know. also, right. does can it not do damage along the way? Like, yes. Exactly. It yes. <laughs> 100. Right. Um, was it straws? They like, they break down into little bitty particles. And so animals think that that's food. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. fish in general think that that's another fish that they can eat. And so I think it was, I'm trying to remember here, 71% of seabirds and 30% of turtles have been found with plastics in their stomach. That's wild mm-hmm. to me. I mean, as as human beings, our species is able to distinguish between like this is edible and this is. I'm not going to drink my straw with my soda yeah, when right. I consume it. But for a lot of wildlife, if it resembles at all, yeah, the food that they eat, they mm-hmm. consume it without a second thought, and then and then we consume them. It, oh. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, I guess <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it's a circle of life, and everything that we put out always comes back to us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, so we oh, want to help up. create the awareness of re- reducing our plastic straw usage. Sure. Um, that is, I like to say, the gateway to all other things. What's the gateway drug to plastics? Is straws. Straws. Okay. It's the smallest thing, but um, they're the most used. Uh huh. You and see. So. But you did use the term reduce and not recycle there. Because reduce comes first. Um, There's, what, four or five R's now. um, But reduce will always come before recycle. So if you have the choice to choose not to use it, that's always going to be better than choosing to use it and then recycling it. So uh, lessen the demand Mm -hmm. on things of that nature. Mm. Um, There's, like... A lot of Americans say that they recycle, but single sort recycling, um, I'm going to get into this, but single sort recycling, say you take all the precautions to recycle correctly, Mm -hmm. like take the lids off your milk jugs, and a lot of people don't even know that, Mm -hmm. or wash out your aluminum cans, but your neighbor doesn't, and it all goes into the same um, recycling truck. It can be considered as contaminated. Contaminate the whole truck. Contaminate yes. the whole truck. Wow. So, so that's what it would they... go into a landfill instead of going into the recycling facility. And a lot of people don't realize that. So if we can reduce that first, um, then we know that we're not feeling that landfill. I've always been curious about this when I think about recycling because... Um, so many things are like, oh, I think this is mostly cardboard, but it's also like a coated cardboard. So can it go in this one bin? Um, I'm always curious about, is there someone down the line who then takes that stuff and sorts it out later on? Or I've never considered the thought that they just say, okay, well, the whole thing 
is now contaminated because someone put in some coated cardboard in this wrong bin, and now we have to toss the whole thing. Yeah, the so there's, um, in different cities across the United States, they have different ways of going about that. Okay. Um, some, they do have actual people that go through and sort that and do that, um, but more often than not, you see what's called a MRF facility. And so a MRF facility actually has lasers. Uh, nice ones have lasers, other what? ones don't. Um, okay. They use wind <laughs> to blow up the plastics or whatever the recycling is and then it sorts it out automatically so um i haven't checked out this year 2018 yet so i don't want to misspeak on things but um in bentonville our curbside recycling was taking one through seven plastics and they would go to a murph facility and so then um this automated automatic machine would sort out all the plastics Um, and if there wasn't a buyer for that kind of plastic then it does get sent to the landfill hmm. so most oftentimes you see buyers for i believe it's one two and seven really easily hmm. um and then the rest will go into the landfill um if it doesn't if they don't have a buyer for it can we play a game real fast i love it so i love it i game. have recycling <laughs> and i would love to be schooled on what i'm doing right and doing wrong or like what a plastic one through seven really is. So I'm going to go get my recycling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We're going to dump out a bunch of trash in front of the two of you. Uh, I hope, wow, I hope this isn't too upsetting. That's a nice recycling no, bin. No, Andrew and Bentonville. So I can totally, this, wow. is my, this is my jam right here. This is a new game. I don't think we've ever oh, played this put is a trash nice game. in front of our guests. We actually want to play this game a lot. Marcy and I have talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> our favorite game. All right, we're playing a game. So right off the bat, here we I go. see something. Okay. But it, it can be recycled. So these bags here, um, they don't recycle these curbside. So this is actually a, a This is a soft Walmart plastic. plastic bag. Yes, we have a okay. Walmart plastic bag here. It's a soft plastic. You can take these to Walmart with any other soft plastics and recycle them right up front there. Huh. But our municipalities do not recycle these. Okay, so um, and I could be out. stood corrected. So if anybody wants to correct that, but as of my last, uh, you're doing actually pretty good here. Um, Lots of cardboard. No recycle. And no. Okay, so what we have in front of us is a Wendy's lid with a straw. And as we just went over with straws. <laughs> um, additionally, these are coated, so they cannot be recycled. This is the Wendy's cup. This that is, it came yeah. with, yes. Thanks. So this is I lined with oh, a little bit of plastic. So these, um, it does say please don't litter. <laughs> but so they, at least they're trying to keep it out of the ditch. Those are not. Throw so it this in a landfill, recycling. but don't throw it on the side of the street. Um no recycle here. This is a um, chip bag. And the reason, um, I'll go a little bit more into this, but there are places within the United States that you can recycle these. TerraCycle is one if you would like a TerraCycle box. But because of the lining and on them mm. and this here, they are not recyclable through our municipalities. Um, but if you would like to purchase a TerraCycle box for what these. What is a TerraCycle box? So TerraCycle is a company <laughs> out of New Jersey. And we could get into the logistics of it's, if it's sustainable to ship your garbage all the way to New <laughs> yeah. Jersey or not. Oh, well. I think um, we're in a, but yeah. they, they do um, 
pelletize or make them into different things, but they are really good for hard to recycle items. They have two different roads you can go down. Some brigades um, are sponsored. So at one point a couple of years ago, Lay's Potato Chips actually sponsored a box that you could order the box for free, have it, you know, recycle your items in it and ship it back for free. It was all sponsored by Lay's. If they're not sponsored, you have to pay for the boxes, which include um, shipping and handling, but they're really good for events such as Roots Festival coming up in August. They're really good about <laughs> cool having TerraCycle yes. boxes. They're a zero They're waste a festival. Yes, yes. So it's homegrown and um, yeah, homegrown. <laughs> All right. So your cans here, your aluminum cans are recyclable. Yes. So that is good. As long as they're as long washed as you, out. Yeah, you need is to make right? sure yes. there's, there's no liquid that. in there. You do that? Yeah. You are yep. so good. Look how clean wow. this, this can of corn with no corn in it thank goodness is very <laughs> washed out and nice and clean it looks really really good you've got paper in here which is you can recycle um this here cup is a number one and and you just check that on the bottom of the cup yes yeah, so if you flip over any plastic um, you will see a number inside of a triangle and that tells you what kind of plastic it is from my memory which could serve me wrong um, I believe our municipalities take one and two bottles, but I don't believe they take cups, hmm. but I can double check on that. That's yeah, strange. I'm not for sure either about the cups because I thought they did accept that, but we'll, we can yeah. double check that yeah. reference. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so soft plastic, this would go to Walmart along with these bags here. And when you said soft plastic going to Walmart, they take any soft plastic. Yes. Okay, not just Walmart bags. Yes. Yeah, so okay. if you have Target bags, any of that kind of stuff, go ahead. And Walmart refuses to take Target <laughs> they're bags. Like, we'll they take anything right but Target. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you give us any of your Amazon stuff either. Yeah. So, um, so is... Let's see here. Oh, I really like those though, but you can reuse those. If it has like... The recycling the triangle with the number in it it is recyclable is anything that is recyclable gonna have that on it um plastics will okay. because there are seven different kinds of plastics and the difference between all the plastics is their chemical makeup sure so whenever um plastic is recycled what they do is they go to these facilities and pelletize it down into little pellets uh -huh. and then they sell those pellets to people cool. right um, so some, how they get pelletized and all that depends upon their chemical makeup. And so like number six is, which is styrofoam is one of the hardest to recycle items. You will see number six on the bottom of things and it is recyclable, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's recyclable in your area. Okay. To my knowledge, I believe Fayetteville only takes one and twos and maybe another one. I think it was like four. I would say you're doing pretty good in here. You're probably one of the best recycling boxes i've seen yes yes um, it is very, so what do you very typically good. find in people's recycling? Oh. Uh, my neighbor uses it as their trash bin Ugh. so <laughs> that's that's the don't worst do level. that don't do that um i mean liquids and cans you know that's a big thing too because and gl uh glass bottles um because they don't glass breaks so that can contaminate a hoe truck as well. Yes, and in Bentonville, they actually don't recycle glass at curbside. Mm -hmm. They do in Fayetteville. Um, so if you're putting a whole bunch of glass in Bentonville in your stuff, then it's probably contaminating. This one right here, this milk jug. I did bad on this one. 
Did, no, you what, probably what you didn't know. No, I didn't yeah. forget to do anything. I just know the top of the cap is. Yeah. And see, like a lot of people don't do, don't know that. You just Those caps, t- aren't caps aren't recyclable. Is it true for water bottles and milk jugs both? Yes. That the caps are not recyclable? Correct. So you need to remove caps. What about the uh, little plastic ring around the... I would say yes. It's made say, of the same material. Right. So just cut that Move, off. Yeah. So like you Pop said, it it's all based on the chemical makeup of what it is. Yes. Okay. Correct. And so, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad we prepared this recycling box before they got here. <laughs> yeah, this uh, was such a fun game, guys. I love this so, game. You should do it with I'm, more people. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how? We should just get people to I'll bring their recycling. I'll get you all a list. I have box a list. on my computer of everything you can recycle. So you could just start making yeah. it a game okay. and be like... What can you recycle in here? Yeah, but you're doing really good. Um, your napkins and all of that, really good. If you want a compost barrel, I can hook you up there. Is you can put those napkins in the compost barrel. Composting. <laughs> Com- we can we talk about composting? We're about to change your life. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about composting. Hey, let's rearrange actually and go back to where we were. This was really good. That was really good. Peyton was showing out. Uh, this has been <laughs> Peyton's I'm showing out segment. Okay. Wait. Composting. Yeah. Go ahead. Composting. Do we, okay, let's, I want to ask questions. Yeah. Because you have, there is such a movement for people doing like tiny house and reducing like a lifestyle movement down. And a lot of that has to do with the grossest thing ever, which is keeping your poop in a barrel and saving it. (laughs) Um, This is composting. Uh, I I hope you correct that piece of information. But okay, but the idea of like having a composting toilet or like composting in general is kind of a gross idea because you hold on to biodegrading waste, uh-huh. like that smells and that sort of thing. Um, maybe I just want to say it sounded gross. Um, <laughs> that's where you were going with that. And, it, and it can it it also um, varies in grossness. I would okay. say um, so. Me and my husband, we compost. We don't compost our poop, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> we do compost all of our food scraps, minus um, our meats and bones. Um, we are we are very fortunate to now have a commercial composting group in our area that does take the meat and the bones and all that jazz. But in our little um, on site, we actually have. If you've ever seen those giant drums that are like blue. Um, that hold liquids, we have that. And it's on an axis um, going through the smallest side of it, I guess, um, standing up. And so we just rotate it in the air. Um, A lot of people on farms and stuff have where you have to pitch fork and Mm -hmm. do that. So our smell is greatly contained because it's in that barrel. And we use like our banana peels and our coffee grounds. It doesn't smell like decaying meat or feces. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) so uh it's not and we don't have to turn it by hand um and there are ups and downs to different kinds of composting you know a downside to our composting it is it isn't located on the ground so it's not getting those microorganisms that naturally come up from the dirt so we have to kind of just put handfuls of our dirt our yard in there to make sure that bacteria and those organisms 
are in there to aid with the breaking down, but it will blow your mind over a summer how quickly your food, I mean, we've had ours going for four years and we've never filled up our barrel because it just continuously breaks down and breaks down. Really? I will tell you there are tons of insects, lots of maggots, but I am a fan of them being in that barrel um, because they do help break everything down and they're contained in that little area. Mm -hmm. So uh, That's fascinating to me. Just four years and you have not, had to empty it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and some people get, a lot of people, um, gardeners, farmers get real into the nutrient, you know, the nutrients in your compost, testing it, making sure you have enough, um, of the different kinds of elements that you need in your compost from nitrogen or, um, you know, the others, but we don't because <laughs> we haven't had to empty it yet. Mainly for us, it's just been a way to divert from our trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's great for lazy people. If you don't like taking out your trash, then filling up your trash less means taking it out less. Mm-hmm. And well, your husband built that? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. He's a handyman. Well, so related question to our recycling yes. adventure. Um, We're going to take you out to Peyton's composting toilet. <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, I hiked. No. So all up and down, you know, in shelters and stuff, they have privies. They're composting toilets. Um, there's that. <laughs> my, my question is, I guess on the inverse of things, you know, I figured out what I should and shouldn't be recycling, mm-hmm. but what should or shouldn't I be throwing away in my trash? So what are some common things that people throw away like food scraps mm-hmm. that can be either recycled or composted that people don't traditionally think of? Yeah. Napkins is something that's yeah. really big. Um, paper towels and napkins mm-hmm. if, that you're wiping your face with and items like that. Um, I read somewhere once that lint from your dryer can be composted. Um, it's mainly comprised of hair and cotton fibers. Um, so that was super interesting. I think more times than not, people are just in general throwing things away that they could easily like cardboard. They're not deferring it, you know, from the trash. They're just automatically throwing it away. Um, something that probably gets thrown away the most that could, what, like, I mean, it's probably cardboard. Yeah, probably cardboard or um, your junk mail. Your junk, junk mail. mail. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Junk mail can be recycled. Right. Um, just throw that on in there. You know, yeah. newspapers, your magazines, your books. Um, if you wanted to take it one step farther outside of curbside recycling, our Benton County Solid Waste District, which is out a little bit past the McDonald's and Centerton, you can pay, take your used paint, your spray cans, any old books. Um, they have a huge, huge list of things that you can recycle out there. Um, and then um, the recycling facility in Rogers has everything like nicely sto- sorted between like glass and um, office paper and plastic. Um, so it like it shows it and you just pull up and like separate everything. And aluminum cans, mm-hmm. they're just really nice. And Bella Vista... Um, has one of the best like glass recycling facilities. Really? Yes. It's really clean. Um, you mentioned a second ago that you don't throw bones or meat into that composting thing. Mm -hmm. Is meat like especially not cool for composting or what's the deal with meat? I will tell you, I'm not the foremost expert on that, but from what I understand, my understanding, which take with a grain of salt is that one, the way it breaks down, um, and the, uh, the, 
way it breaks down, the attraction of critters, different kinds of mm. critters. Um, that's pretty much it. Like bone, unless you grind it up, is not going to break down. Um, so I think it has to do with that. Um, and then additionally, if you have meat that could possibly have some kind of foodborne illness in it, such as E. coli or um, anything of that nature, um, and you get that into your compost. Yes. It, but that brings up could, a good one because pizza boxes has food on it. Oh. Those are not recyclable. Yeah. Um, yep. Unless wow. there are okay. some awesome pizza places around here that will put inserts in on their pizza boxes underneath the pizza so you can throw the insert away and then recycle ah. the box. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if it's got grease on it? Um, no. You don't no. want to recycle it if it has grease okay. on it. So okay, usually right. if they have the inserts in there, then the overall box won't have as much grease on it, if any. Um, but then there's other places that just put it straight in there. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No food in your recycling bin (laughs) put that in your compost okay (laughs) yeah right need a lesson on how to build one of those composts yeah we actually i i wouldn't know the name of the um i'll have to find out from the farmer's market gentleman but a couple years ago there was actually some people that i know they showed how to build rain barrels Mm -hmm. and then i think it was maybe down in fayetteville they had a compost building workshop compost Hmm building workshop but you can also get them at sam's club they make like little miracle grow ones that yeah are, they turn on their own hmm. so. it's interesting cool thank you so much for the lesson and all of that yeah. Yeah. this is great this is actually really really great because there is so much to know yes. about this stuff like it's really easy to get lost in oh, I'm trying to like live a more sustainable lifestyle or whatever, but there's just like so much to know. There are so many nuances. And the thing is, and it varies from city to city, state to state. Um, And so it's, you know, partly making that um, information available to people out there. Um, and making it convenient for them to find and know. Um, yeah, on a, because we, on a everybody's got crazy level. lives, right? Yes, and everybody wants. I think everybody within themselves wants to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't think they want to, you know, leave the earth in a terrible, terrible place. I think they try to do the best they can uh-huh. when they can. Yeah, and a lot of this is um, us people that have the resources helping to share those resources. Gotcha. There, I found this fact really interesting. I think this was like two years ago when I heard this. <clears throat> the average American consumes four pounds of waste a day. Four, they consume four pounds they, of waste a day. A day. They, yeah. From what? Just their trash, trash in general. Mm-hmm. So think about every time you go into restroom, you wash your hands and you get a napkin or a cup, you know, just okay. all day long what you're consuming. Consuming, <clears throat> using, and using. throwing away. Exactly. Not, Things are eating I, your cup. Yeah. Not Sorry. you that eats okay. 20 pounds like, of food a day. I was like, four pounds of trash you are eating a day? No. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Consuming. Okay, I did a count. Yes. But you think four, yeah, four pounds of uh, like trash Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Got you. On board. I hear you now. So this is really crazy. I started thinking about that and I thought, okay, what if 50 people reduce their waste by two pounds mm-hmm. that's a hundred pounds a day am i right um <laughs> uh, is three thousand pounds a month wow hmm. 50 people 50 people considerable difference it's crazy yes okay so can we talk then because i'm a pragmatist when i'm at my best what do individuals do when it comes to either 
when they're living their lives, yeah. we've talked a little bit about recycling. I don't know if people are going to get on the composting train or not from yeah. hearing our voice one time. <laughs> it's, about a, this yeah. thing. it's small things. Yeah. So two. So let's talk about the small things. I would love to talk about like, what is it that I can leave Peyton's house today and yeah. go do or not do in the next 12 hours? One of the easiest things to do is just to be cognizant of, um, say you're at Walmart shopping for your weekly groceries and you go over and here, this is a perfect example. Um, you go into Sam's club and you look at the dishwasher pods. You decide you want dishwasher pods. Mm -hmm. Well, there is one brand that has every single dishwasher pod wrapped individually or there's another brand that has all the dishwasher pods just in one bag. So looking at that choice right there, you're choosing between, you know, the bag on the right that your only waste coming off that bag is going to be the bag that everything's in, mm -hmm. as opposed to the other brand that probably it has 150 pods in it. So you have 150 wrappers on top of the bag that it's in. Mm -hmm. So it's being cognizant of the choices you're making. Choose brands that you know you can recycle those products in your area. Sometimes getting glass may mm -hmm. be a little bit more expensive, but you know that glass is going to be recycled. Um, so your basic choices when you're out shopping, just be cognizant of if you can buy something that you know you can recycle or has less packaging on it, <clears throat> buying in bulk, things of that nature. Um, that's one really easy way. Just use your purchasing power mm -hmm. right yeah. there. Um, Let's say also reducing. So, you know, refusing um, or saying no straw when you go out. Taking a to-go cup with you when you get coffee. I love if you this want jam. to get your yeah. And also I wanted to give a shout out to two eleven cafe. If you bring your coffee mug in there, they get fifteen percent off discount. It's great. Yeah, and it's saving them money. It, mm -hmm. So doing things like that, when you get something to go to eat somewhere, say you're going through Wendy's or something, you get a salad, simply tell them, you know, I don't need the utensils, I don't need the straw. Things of that. Um I know right. Everybody has crazy lives, and to expect somebody to go from zero to 100 in or the flip of a switch, to zero. yeah, <laughs> it's sometimes not completely realistic. Some of us live lives that we can make it far more realistic than other. But if you are a mother with three kids and a father, you know, with three kids, and your life, you're just up to your ears in stress, craziness, um, and the idea of getting rid of all of everything all in one go can sometimes really scare you away from even making a small step. Right. And so even just the tiniest step is better than no step at all. And mm -hmm. all, all of us crazy fanatics over here, we're going to be pushing for, you know, to make it e to take it one step farther. But if you can just join the movement by taking a little step, mm -hmm. such as not getting a straw when you go to a restaurant in May, using reusable bags when you grocery shop. Yeah. That's a huge one. So no straw, no plastic bags. Well, and all of these are just very small things that, like you were talking about with you as a server, breaking the habit. So like every drink needs a straw, like breaking that assumption, bringing that just way of thinking because it's not doing you any, any good. It's not, I mean, there are the situations where, you know, you're a parent of three kids and, you know, it's going to zero is really difficult, but. Yeah, Slightly and there reducing. are there are um, things that you could also do. I mean, I know plenty of people who mothers who carry around purses and things like this. Investing in metal straws or you know maybe a silicone straw for your children and just taking those with you when you know that they want a straw. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you can carry around a, a cup for them. Um, 
that's real. I at a, working at Oven and Tap. I, there are a couple um, parents that do that now, and I'm so proud of them. But they'll bring in their kids' cup um, with their straw, and even them. And there are things that you know you want a, a straw with sometimes, like that Bloody Mary on a Sunday, or <laughs> mm-hmm. um, things like that. But just small little things like that, because I think for me, once I started changing those little habits. I became obsessed with it wanting snowballs. to do other things. Yeah, it snowballs hard. Um, I grew up in New York, um, and when I was little, it was second nature recycling. And then additionally, my aunt was always um, reusing things from like the Highland Dairy yogurt cups that were this big. She used that for our cups. Like she'd write our names on them. We're little kids. <laughs> or she would like um, the Pampers diapers wipes. She would store blocks and stuff like that. So I grew up with that in my history. Um, and then I went, I moved to a small, small central Arkansas town um, where this wasn't in anybody's wheelhouse. I don't know if we had a recycling center for 50 miles. We may have, they're going to shoot me if they hear that. Um, but, and then, so for me, it started once I moved to Northwest Arkansas and it was, I had a, um, amazing boss at Arvest that kind of pointed out to me, we were printing off every single credit card application to store it in a binder. And he's like, why are we doing this? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, let's just save, convert them to PDFs and save them. Like, don't be printing this. And we're like, okay. So then just him pointing out that small thing, it's, it started snowballing. And I started seeing other things that we were doing that we didn't need to be doing. And then I started looking at my personal life and I will be honest with you. I was really, when I talked about that lazy comment earlier about taking the trash out I was like I can have two cans and divert 50% here and it ends up being 75 to like 25 and we were our recycling fills up faster now than our um, trash but it I didn't where I am at today is not where I started off at and it definitely if you take those little Mm -hmm. tiny steps before you know it it'll start snowballing and then you'll be a crazy fanatic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true. But I hope you are. It's true. Well, I think that you mentioned just being cognizant in your home and what you buy. But also I think when we go to work and spend 40, 50 hours a week at work, being able to look around and see, we don't have to use all of that. My mom works. Uh, she does paperwork for Bass Pro Shop in Memphis and I can't tell you how many times she's come to me and said, Zach, we just use so much paper. It's mm-hmm. absurd. Mm-hmm. And she is not like terribly green or anything. Yeah. It is just like this disconcernment within herself of like, we just throw so much stuff away. It is such a waste financially. Uh-huh. Triple so, bottom I mean, line. <laughs> right there. Getting to that sort of thing uh, is really neat for you to talk about. Like even in your business life, your work life, um, being cognizant of some of that because I think we're more forgiving of it in a business setting because they're money, not your dollars. Money are, it's there, right? It's theirs. And it's like going to work every day and taking that styrofoam cup and getting coffee, mm-hmm. like changing that small habit of bringing your own coffee mug, you know, maybe like asking your business not to offer that anymore yeah, so that everyone has to bring their own coffee mug. If you're mug. in an office building and say, whoever has this office building, let's say it's a bank. I come from the baking industry. And instead of having coffee mugs in their kitchen where everybody goes and gets coffee, they have the styrofoam cups. Well, you're every month having to purchase more styrofoam cups to replenish the supply that everybody's throwing away. 
even if you don't care about the environment, which I like to pretend there's no one like that out there, um, even if you don't care about the environment, we can all unite on the fact that you're going to be saving money, which in turn, even if you don't care about the environment, all of us environmental freaks <laughs> over here are like, all right, that's cool. You're you're saving money for you, mm-hmm. but you're also helping save the environment. Yeah, yeah I thought it was I love, like, I used to love collecting coffee mugs and going to Goodwill thrift stores and finding all these random weird coffee cups. So it'd be cool to, like, start a thing with businesses where they just have all these weird coffee yeah, cups handy we have for some, them. Uh, pretty awesome businesses in Bentonville that, mm-hmm. um, you know, they use the coffee mugs, but I know, um, Buttered Biscuit right off the top of my head. They love yes. collecting coffee yes. mugs. So they have yeah. a very eclectic Yeah, see, and selection. it's fun. You start doing all those things. Um, Finding all the weird, like, this was a bank in this small town in East Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that are a little funny comment. Um, well, I'm even thinking of, um, like, I'm in an office space, and I know there's somebody that uses a, the same coffee mug, and mm-hmm. I know it's them, and it's kind of like a little expression of themselves. Like, yeah. It's their astrological sign like they're a virgo and it's like, <laughs> oh but it's like really funny i'm like oh i know are. that's peter's cup like it's just the way it is right you know yeah. it, but it adds a little personality yeah at work even in working in the restaurant industry um you know i used to like go to work and i'd get a cup and like a plastic cup years ago and that would be my water cup all night long mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like how many just as employees like how much waste we're actually producing too mm-hmm. by not even just bringing our own cup to use mm-hmm. so little things like that as well um so we're working to um help save the world over here with the restaurants um, yeah. who we can connect with um but right now what zilch is trying to focus on is that creating awareness to reduce the straw usage sure. so that you know people can focus on other things so in may we are kicking off our strawless campaign and what that consists of is us going around to restaurants and we have a pledge that heather has so creatively and graciously typed up and it's beautiful um and it asks these restaurants to take a pledge Um, to reduce their straw usage. And we help them out by giving them just some simple tips and lines they can use, such as don't hand out straws with every order, but instead either you can put up signs, you can even not mention it, you can mention it, whatever, and say, you know, if you'd like a straw, we can get you one or just simply not even give one and wait till they request it it from Mm -hmm. you. Um, so to take this pledge so that we can highlight some of the restaurants in our area that are, um, really into this movement, um, we're kicking it off right around BFF. This is a women led initiative that we've kicked off here. Um, so we think that coincides with that really well on top of the mass amount of people that will be coming into Bentonville for the BFS festival. Um, we're hoping to reduce the amount of straws that these, that restaurants will be using. Um, so that also, you know, our local community, when they see places like 211 and press room taking these pledges to reduce straw usage, they can use their purchasing power at these places and choose to support places, um, that are going along with this movement that truly mm-hmm. care about the environment and uh, truly care about their own bottom line yeah. because it's saving these small businesses some money. We have a couple of restaurants that have already pledged. Um, I mean, 211's doing their discount for their to-go cups, press room, reducing their straw usage by not handing them out. Oven and tap, same thing. Um, and Yayo's 
the other day. I know everyone loves you. They're so good. Um, <laughs> announced that they were going to stop handing out their straws as well. Mm. Um, yes. And C4 in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. They That's a they bar. Can- you know, I think that a lot of people think that, oh my gosh, I have to get my vodka tonic with a straw. <laughs> and, but just, re- just reducing that as well. Because when it comes down to it, it's insane just being working. I also work at Scotch and Soda. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing like how many straws we send out at the end of the night mm-hmm. and when we're dumping our dump buckets. But anyway, and also uh, Hugo's is taking huge steps. They're, they're to go. They're not doing plastic bags anymore. They're asking if they need cutlery. They are changing to wood cutlery actually. Mm. And they don't offer straws. Um, they're switching their to go cups. They're doing a lot of changes. So I think that once you start, like we said, one little change adds and gets you to change other things. Yeah. Too. So, and if the community wants to get involved with this um, strawless campaign mm-hmm. that we're kicking off, um, it would be awesome. You know, like I said earlier, if they would support these establishments that are choosing to take these pledges. But also, we have this cute little hashtag oh, called yeah. <laughs> it's hashtag this is how I zilch. Um, and so, you know, when you're out in your everyday life and you're choosing to use your water bottle or you're choosing not to get a straw or you are using your metal straw or you're choosing not to use the single use zip plastics and instead you have an alternative for that, take a picture of it, hashtag it on Instagram and tag Zilch Waste um, and hashtag this is how I zilch so we can highlight how mm-hmm. people are zilching. In Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we're going to be doing some giveaways too cool. coming up. I didn't tell Marcy this, but <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> She's uh, now some giveaway for it. products that you could take with you, metal straws, things like that, cups um, over the next. So just you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I'll have to enter that because I've got one that yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so like building a community because we working with restaurants, hopefully like other like events coming up will They'll start noticing changes and do it, you know, take it upon themselves or collaborate with us. We'd like to collaborate with whoever and educate um, way all sustainable alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of really awesome um, sustainability groups in our mm-hmm. area from Food Loops. That's a new um, commercial composting uh group. Which uh, you guys had on a podcast, a, right? For, no, they they were, they did a one million cups. Yeah, they were at 1 million cups, but so they do, they take compost from restaurants. Um, They have a facility they just built out in Rogers. They're working from Fayetteville all the way to Bella Vista. But then, you know, we have a lot of nonprofit groups through the Rogers Lowell Chamber, Net Impact. Um, We have tons of groups in Fayetteville. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll be partnering in a lot with them. We all have our own little niches in the whole sustainability world because they're, um, when you talk about environmental sustainability, there are so many areas, so many areas. And there's still so many areas that are unco- that are not covered. Um, so if anybody wants to jump in and get their yeah, feet wet. Yeah, and, uh, we'd love to collaborate with people, get volunteers. We want to put together trash cleanups, bike trail cleanups, things like that, um, which today is Earth Day. So. hey Hey-o. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. So we'd love to get as much people involved as possible. Cool. Cool, cool. And you're going to be doing these monthly, these challenges monthly, correct? Yeah. Well, yes. We're going to try to focus on these straws for as long as possible. But also just talk and collaborate with restaurants and showcase them yeah. what they are doing. Yeah. And, and it sounds ways- like 
straws can be a, a year-long project. It doesn't need to just yeah. be a month. Just one but, month. I mean, until yeah. there's a ban on single-use plastics, that you could forever be doing campaigns like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're hoping someday soon we'll have window decals that will be up on these restaurants' windows. Yeah, like talking about, like, quote-unquote, Green Star restaurants and, you know, and, you know, what they're doing. So when you're walking around, you can, you know, you'll see these little decals and be like, oh, look, that's a sustainable restaurant or a restaurant that's trying to be more sustainable back to purchasing power. Yeah, yeah. The vote with your wallet thing is huge for us, too. We love the idea that, people have a say in what sticks around and what doesn't stick around yes. based on how the, how capitalism works. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Where you're going to spend great. your money at. Yeah. So, um, that's so true. Yeah. Um, we're really excited for it. Oh, um, so here's a couple plugs. If you're listening to this and you want to get involved in the community outside of hashtag, this is how I zilch or following <laughs> us on Instagram and sure. Facebook. Um, there are opportunities with different, like we mentioned earlier, Roots Festival. I know we'll be looking for volunteers for their sustainability team. Additionally, um, back down in Fayetteville, Botanical Gardens of the Ozarks, their four signature events, they are working to become... Uh, zero waste. It won't happen this year, but we're looking at next year, their events being completely zero waste. Um, but if you want to sign up to be on their green team, um, me and another girl, Stephanie will be leading that. Um, and so you can come get your hands dirty. Mm -hmm. Do I like the little game we did here earlier? We will be, um, people will hand us their waste and then we sort it into the proper bins and make sure it goes where it needs to go. So botanical gardens of the Ozarks roots festival, um, homegrown may need some volunteers. Yeah, they, they probably do. I um, would say, you know, as many people that want to. And anybody. Possible. There's always something around. Welcome to reach out to either Heather or myself. Mm-hmm. Um, get in contact with us. If you're looking to get plugged in in different ways, just let us know, you know, what yeah. you want to do. If you want to be a volunteer, if you want to be more on the planning side of it, if you want to start your own group um, and power through that, we can help you definitely, with that. Definitely, definitely. So, um, um, cause right now we are four women. Yes. We got four women. That was pretty great. Um, <laughs> we're running zilch. So we'd like to get as many people involved as possible. So, oh, do you have this pulled up? So, oh, you um, can pull up the article, but, um, well in Arkansas, um, we were looking up some numbers today about how much, um, so we have around six million tons of municipal solid waste, um, that is generated in the state of Arkansas. Now, of that six, and that this is estimates, about that of that six million, um, a little over two million of that is diverted um, through recycling and compost, and then all the rest of it is put into our landfills. Mm-hmm. Which brings up a recent article that was published uh, last week, I believe. Yes. Um, talking about um, so our landfill for Northwest Arkansas is actually located in Tawnytown. And it is quite a large landfill. Um, They thought that the current area that is um, dedicated to it would last us for another 20 20 or so years. years. But um, they just recently um, purchased, uh, what was it, 72 more acres to expand the landfill in Tawnytown. Um, And that's because of just our growing city here in Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas in general. Um, so the state of Arkansas has one of the, well, so, you know, good news and bad news. Um, the state of Arkansas has one of the highest 
recycling rates in the country. Really? So heck yeah. Aww, We're at like that. 45%, I believe maybe 44%. But the reason that that is so high is because we also have some of the highest oh gosh, municipal solid waste. Yeah. Um, so when I said we had a little over 6 million tons, that's some of the highest in the nation. Okay. So mm-hmm. our percentage is higher because of the fact that... Um, that does happen. Um, so they're so expanding uh, the landfill on Tiny Town by 72 acres in the next five years. Um, with construction booming and things like that, um, I guess it's almost 500. The landfill took on an average of 1,200 tons of waste per day in 1999 compared to 2,000 tons per day now. So 2,000 tons per day is going into the landfill. And it says on this article that 75%, I think it's 75% of that is going to be household waste. So the other 25% is commercial waste. So it's like building materials and things like that. So as, you know, zilch is what we want to do is how can we defer, you know, divert our waste to go into that landfill? Because most of it is what we're consuming hmm. not you know which a lot of that can be deferred from the landfill yeah so that's huge think about 72 acres that's incredible that's wild it's so much and they're just burying the waste out there is that yes they just bury it in the ground yes okay gotcha right um i think i mean it's scary numbers and but we don't think about it like that we mm-hmm. you know we I every day in general, I'm just like, I'm not going to worry about that, you know, and in certain other circumstances, but it is scary, um, but it's facts and we need to know these things because we live here. I mean, what happens when we don't have land set aside for landfill anymore? Where's that going to go? We're going to build up. So, you know, just talking about those things, realizing that bringing awareness, bringing in awareness. Yeah. Um, well, Heather, you, I know you said you didn't want to get political, but I, we are in a midterm election year and I've been talking about this a lot recently. So I would love to talk about it because we are in a season where Mm -hmm. we get to act politically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in what happens in our district and in our state. Yes. I think Um, it's very, very important, um, that while these conversations are going on, that you're having these conversations with your local city council members. Um, whoever's going to be running for mayor in your town, if it's Bentonville, um, to make sure that people believe in this kind of thing, yeah, bringing um, up these issues, um, and that people care about it. Um, it's sometimes laughable, um, the responses that we get from politicians in our area on items such as environmental sustainability. Um, so Yes, we have a lot of power right now in this midterm election. I'm so glad you brought it up. In Bentonville, every city council election seat is up for election. Every single one. It is a monumental election in Bentonville that we can really make some difference in who we're voting for and making sure that who we're voting into city council is going to have our best interests at heart. Yeah, I was. I just saw a statistic the other day. It was talking about... Um, ecological scorecards for senators and state representatives and of the six senators and representatives in Congress right now, um, for Arkansas, for Arkansas, the two senators and the four representatives, um, three of them have a 20% and three of them have a 0% on this scorecard for, 
ecological uh, stuff. Yeah. Which made it like made me really angry. Uh-huh. Uh, part of it being that like we, it's funny being called the natural state and then having like representatives yeah. hey, yes, exactly. that don't believe in like, keeping right. it natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's important right now. Like you said, it it's important to have those conversations. How do we have those conversations with representatives or with council people or that sort of thing? There's another amazing group in our area um, that's out of Fayetteville. It's Citizens Climate Lobby, if I got that wrong, Chris. Yes, they actually had a meeting this past weekend in Little Rock. Um, And so that group literally goes to Little Rock, goes to D.C. Mm -hmm. They lobby our senators and congressmen. Um, It is an amazing bunch of people um, that do that work, um, that work around um, climate change in those kinds of areas. I do know there's additionally another group in uh, Fayetteville that Heather is a part of. I'm always like afraid to talk political, but Marcy, you're so right because we need to be talking about these things and how we talk about them and not just being like aggressive, you know? Right. It, it doesn't have to be a partisan thing anyway. No. Like mm-hmm. when we talk, I mean, you can explain this to someone on the right or or the left and appeal to their sentiments mm-hmm. with any of this. I mean, yeah. if it is a monetary thing, you mm-hmm. have more money in your pocket if you reduce waste, that is like a point that sells to both sides. Yeah. You can sell it to the left as like an ecological issue. You can sell it to the right as a monetary issue. You can it can be spun either way, which is great. Yeah. It's lovely because it doesn't have to be partisan. You don't have to no, sell it like once you would think not, where we're all we living at wouldn't be partisan like because mm-hmm. we're all living there's if, if we all have one thing in common it's the planet we're living on sure. we may not have anything else in common but we all uh, share a big rock yeah yeah <laughs> that big thing orbiting the sun uh-huh. we share that yeah so we have to take care of it and it's like literally our responsibility what a message for earth day <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh man yes so no straws. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Wrapping things up again, where can people find you guys? Yes. Yeah, so people can find us on Instagram and Facebook. They can find us on Facebook at zilchwaste.nwa. You can find us on Facebook at zilch. It's the same thing. I think it's zilchwaste.nwa. Yep. Yeah. Find us there. Remember, hashtag, this is how I zilch. Yes. Because we want to know how you zilch. And zilch is spelled Z-I-L-C-H. Yes. yes. And if okay. you have a favorite restaurant that you like going to and you notice that their um, you plastic usage, like talk, maybe you can talk with them about ways that they could pre- uh, reduce or contact us and we could go to them also because um, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just doing your part. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Love awesome. it. Thank well, you guys. Thanks thank for having you. us. This was a blast. I'm glad we got to dig in your personal trash. Oh, man. Yes. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty trashy around here. So, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be our next hashtag. Hashtag let's get trashy. Hashtag dig through Peyton's trash. <laughs> for fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not encouraged. It's kind of illegal in most situations, it is, but, but I guess I, the willfulness I of Peyton. said, yes, please search through my trash. <laughs> we <laughs> had explicit permission to dig through your it trash. It was a consensual and we trash were, dig. We reported yeah. it. Like it, it's on record. Yeah, so yeah. we have audio it. of it all, except for when Marcy was talking. You didn't know what I was holding. Just in case Peyton wants to take the two of you to court for digging through his trash, we have audio. <laughs> audio proof yeah. that we had a trash warrant. Yeah. <laughs> 
cool deal. Well, thanks for joining us, y'all. Yeah. It has been a blast. I've learned a ton. Uh, I think we've talked about some great stuff, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Zilch does in the future and listening to y'all. So We are, too. Thank you guys so much for starting this podcast. It's been really awesome. Absolutely. It's a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party. All right. Hey, we're back. This is the back end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Definitely go check out Zilch. Um, we're going to talk about now a little bit of our personal efforts um, that Peyton and I are either have taken up or are considering taking up in response to this episode. Um, it's not been very long ago that we recorded it, obviously, um, that episode, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we are kind of doing or hoping to do in terms of reducing waste in the area and for ourselves. So, Peyton, we know that you recycle, obviously. <laughs> Apparently do a pretty good job of it. And evidently not too shabby at it. Yes, but there are those elements that you know I'm missing in recycling. And like Heather was saying, that can be really important for contamination purposes. You mm -hmm. know, then the whole recyclables can be thrown out. And so that's actually a really important piece is the sanitization of your recyclables. Um, also, I found the composting really interesting. And I, I think I just didn't know the science of it before, honestly. I'd, right. I didn't know um, what Marcy was saying that she hasn't had to empty hers in four years. That's kind of incredible. That is very incredible. Um, I didn't know that's how it worked. I, did, I thought it was just like it builds up and then you you know, get some sort of like manure out of it that you get to use. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I had a very incorrect view of composting. Yeah. And then hearing that, that actually sounds super easy because I have like fruit edges or of waste or whatever, mm -hmm. like pineapples or watermelon that I could definitely throw in there and um, just other food waste in general. I'm really bad about the right, buying the right amount of food and using it in time. Mm hmm. And so that would actually be something super beneficial for me. And all of this makes me think of that. This is all just a matter of habit. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just about thinking differently and challenging just the ways you typically operate. Mm -hmm. You know, like Heather was saying, you just stop having the assumption that you have to have a drink, have a straw in every single drink that you serve yeah. as a server. Yeah. It, it's just a matter of, Breaking that. Yeah. And sometimes it's like putting things in place. Like for the composting element, you know, you build this rotisserie tub of stuff um, to let that stuff break down and revolve it or whatever. Um, sometimes it's just putting that stuff in place and kind of enjoying the practice of like, ooh, I get to throw more food in this big barrel. It's a science experiment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes it's very little things like just don't grab that straw. It's fine. Like, which I think is a really great campaign to start. I mean, for restaurants, yes, but as a personal practice to not use straws, um, I've almost, well, I say I've almost completely stopped using straws other than when it kind of just shows up with, you know, sure. it's already there. Like people handing it to me out of drive through window or, um, something like that. I don't know quite how to address that other than like they said, just say, I don't need a straw. Mm -hmm. Um, also lids lids are something I've kind of abandoned. 
Um, not that I'm usually a child that spills things everywhere and require a lid. Uh, but that's another thing that you could probably ask for to not have, ask for them not to put <laughs> on your, anyway. Uh, yeah, straws are a really easy one. Um, something that I've been doing for a while now, uh, is I have this Slim's chickens cup, this, uh, a large size slim chicken cup, uh, that's reusable. And I carry that thing with me everywhere. Um, is this made of styrofoam or is this no, plastic? It's okay. plastic. Okay, good. I um, was getting concerned. Yeah. You're slowly dying. No, no, I'm not drinking out of a styrofoam cup constantly, but I carry this thing with me to work every single day. I drink water out of it. I clean it out at work. I've got dish soap at work. That I just clean it out with. Um, and I take it with me to lunch and usually I sit and eat lunch somewhere. Um, so I will take that cup with me different places and just use it there. A lot of times, especially if I take it back to Slim's, they discount me the drink anyway, which is like a nice practice to just have because it's once again, she was saying, Marcy was saying triple bottom line. You, it's a win, win, win when it comes to economics, when it comes to reducing waste, et cetera. Um, so I'll take it back there and refill it there and they don't charge me for the drink. Uh, it's true when I take this cup other places sometimes as well, well, where they see that I have it with me, um, and say, Oh, I'll just discount that drink for you or whatever. It's not always a thing, but when I do take it with me, it's just a matter of like, it's already at work. It, I have it mm -hmm. at work and I just take it with me to lunch and bring it back to work with me when I'm done with it and wash it out. Um, down a similar vein. So I, I carry a water bottle yeah. a lot everywhere. Um, if I don't lose it yeah. before, you know, three months of time, but I've actually been doing really good on this past one. So never mind. Um, but you talk about bringing a cup everywhere, you know, there's kind of the labor of washing it out and all of that business. And that could actually encourage you to only drink water. That could be like a healthy practice. Yeah. Um, I know that since I've had a water bottle, I don't want to put other crap in it. That's not water because then I would, you know, it smells or like you got to wash it out mm -hmm. and it's a really good incentive for me to drink only water and or so it's a healthy thing. or drink water at all. Like when you have an empty reservoir there, I don't carry a water bottle. I've never been one to really carry a water bottle. I used to have a metal water bottle and then it, something happened and it started to stink like ammonia really bad. I think I take, took it hiking with me or camping one time and used like an ammonia, uh, water cleaner or water purifier and it just stunk so bad. That's the only water bottle I've ever used. Uh, but since like carrying this cup around with me, it like reminds me when I get to work to fill it up with water and drink like a whole glass of water or two in the morning at work. Um, but I'm not a water bottle person, but yeah, I can see definitely how that would make a difference. Um, just having something like that with you for sure. Because of that, I don't use lids and I don't use straws when I go out to eat or go get lunch when I'm at work. So cool. anyway. Well, you learned nothing. You should have run the podcast. No, I, I'm not saying that. It's just like, it is true that it's those little things. And once they just are there, once they're in place, just having that practice of like, oh, now I'm just used to doing that. It doesn't weird me out to walk into a place that isn't Slim's and go like, oh, I brought my own cup, you know. And people are, because I don't think a lot of people do that. And so I think people start to recognize when you do, you know, like Heather mentioned the family that comes into uh, 
where she works and they bring their own cups and people start to recognize that anyway it's a it's a super easy practice to get into uh, and really helpful evidently few more few less straws few less lids so anyway one thing i haven't figured out yet is if you're in a rush and you go through a drive-through you can't they won't take your cup to fill it up with anything in a really? drive-through yeah mm-hmm. you if you show up and say hey i brought my own cup for health reasons they can't pull it back there so that's yeah. like the only other thing um when probably different sizes like that might be a factor me i mean you know, maybe oh if you have like a small cup i don't know if you have something in between ounce sizes or even if you charge me for a large or whatever um i'm whatever that's cool but it's it's still the fact that they won't fill it up at a drive-thru so that's an interesting one to consider and that may be another like oh i now just drink water incentive you know i was about to say because i just have my water bottle on me and i just don't get a drink when i go through a drive-thru yeah anyway there's all that i hope you enjoyed that episode that was uh that was really informative and really helpful and a lot of fun to record. Mm-hmm. It was a ton of fun. Um, so anyway, if you don't have any other thoughts, we can jump into it. Ozark Super Ticker. Let's jump into the Ozark Smith. Welcome to Ozark Smith, uh, where we're going to talk about a ghost story. I've got a ghost story for us. Sort of a ghost story. Um, okay. Usually when we have told ghost stories on this podcast... They have been kind of brief because the recounting of that story is usually pretty brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this instance, we have a newspaper clipping from 112 years ago, which okay. is great. 1896. Uh, we've got a newspaper clipping. 112 years ago? 122? Dog, I'm off. Yeah, it's okay. I forget how long ago like the 90s were, and thus that affects how... My brain's always stuck in 2008. I have no idea why. I, no, I, it comes across in the podcast a lot, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's from 112 years ago. You're correct. Okay. Um, so this is from before the turn of the 20th century, which is kind of cool. Um, and it is recorded in the Springfield, Missouri, Springfield Republican, dated January 5th, 1896. Um, it is a story about a ghost. It's not a, it's a face that appeared on the wall of a Methodist church, mm. uh, which is kind of cool. And we got quite a bit here to read. So I'm just going to read it to you. Excuse me. I'll read Randolph's intro and then jump to the story. Uh, there are men and women still living who recall the excitement that swept the village of Fairgrove, Missouri in 1895 when a picture of the devil suddenly appeared upon the wall of the Methodist Church. The following account is clipped from the Springfield Republican dated not January 5th, 1896. If anyone should entertain the idea that superstition is forever banished from the minds of the American people, he should visit just now the little town of Fairgrove in Greene County. The appearance of a face upon the Methodist wall has aroused the whole community, and many are speculating upon its origin. During the prayer meeting on the night of December 19th, someone made a discovery. On the north side of the cupola, in the church room facing the pulpit, appears a curious-looking picture. How, when, or from what source it came is a mystery and will perhaps never be solved. The picture is about life-size and the most hideous-looking thing that can be imagined. Okay. 
The face has the appearance of Satan with fearful eyes, wide open mouth, and a terrifying look. The next morning after the discovery, people all around town began flocking to the church to see the strange picture. Some were quite sure it was the work of the devil. Others believed it was the work of God. Some thought it was the work of human hands, and some thought it had been caused by a leak in the roof. Mm. It was plain to see that the likeness had not been placed there by a human hand, as there was no paint used, and it was perfectly dry when found, and could not be erased. The theory that it had been caused by rain appeared to be contradicted by the fact that the top of the picture was three feet from the ceiling, and all above it was perfectly dry. Hmm. The rain could not have come through the building wall, as the wall was on the inside and some eight feet from the outside of the church. Many people in and around Fairgrove are much wrought over the matter. Like the handwriting on the wall at the Feast of Belshazzar, it stands. Are you familiar with that story, Peyton? I'm not. Uh, the handwriting on the Feast of Belshazzar was when, I think it was Daniel, was talking with Belshazzar and a hand mysteriously appears. And it's just the hand and it writes on the wall. Hmm. It's an Old Testament story. I'll believe you. Um, it is said that a few days prior to this strange appearance, Reverend John Morgan and Reverend E. Plummer were conducting a revival and a little interest was manifest. After preaching an eloquent sermon on the righteous life, the minister requested those who wanted to live this life and go to heaven to stand up. Finding no one who responded, the minister then asked if there was anyone who deliberately chose to go to hell, and if so, to stand up. One young man promptly arose to his feet, much to the surprise of all present. I'll say, it is claimed by some that the young man did not understand the minister's proposition and stood up by mistake. <laughs> At time to leave yet? <laughs> At any rate, he is of good family and stands well in the community. Those who are superstitious about the strange picture, which has appeared on the wall of the church, think it was sent there to, as a rebuke to the young man who arose to his feet on that occasion. <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> I, just, I just like the idea, um, one of the ministers just getting angry and being like, does anyone go to heaven? No. Does anyone want to go to hell? And one one guy's like wakes up like is this me? Like, go ahead and stand up oh, no. for me. <laughs> oh, oh we're, no. we're singing the last song. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's that funny image of him calling for an altar call and no one responding, and then him immediately saying, "Well, I guess you all want to go to hell then." And someone's like, "Yeah, me, I'm good. <laughs> What's up?" Um, but but all of those theories were running through my head as you were telling the story. So, I'm out of guesses. Unless it was really the, the devil. We never have any folklore about God, so, you know, it's fine. <laughs> well, like I said, some people there thought it was the work of God. Which, once again, hard to confirm. Or the work of the devil. Also, kind of difficult to confirm. Well, if that's just how God draws and we all need to get over it and not think it's scary. Uh-huh. Like, well, it looked frightening. It's like, God's like, hey, that's not cool, man. I really tried hard on that picture. <laughs> yeah this was just a sketch it was a practice <laughs> sketch um you should see my real work it's you <laughs> how sweet god i don't look terrifying and awful um yeah rain yeah because that's what i would have said i would have said it's a watermark 
But then there's distance between the wall, and there's no, there was no like piping mentioned, which no. I doubt piping was piping a thing. Not in 1896. I don't think it was. Probably not internal plumbing. Right. Um, was a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the other thing that's kind of weird too is it couldn't be erased. Yeah. Which is interesting as well. Like a discoloration of wallpaper or whatever the material was that they built the walls out of. Um, could that somehow have been burned or scorched? But I, you would think that that would be like at least yeah, you removed could a little the, bit. The soot like off of it or something like mm-hmm. that. And the fact that people came to see it and they saw it, it wasn't just like, oh, we all hallucinated that this thing happened. Right. People came from other places to be like, oh, I heard the devil face was here. Uh-huh. I go to the Church of Christ Road church down the road, and I just heard these Methodists have the devil in their church. Well, that makes sense, a bunch of Methodists. Um, yeah, the Baptists were so excited. Yeah, all the, the other denominations were just so happy that the Methodists... Like, those mainliners, they not quite Protestants, um, got the devil in their church. Yeah, I also, I mean, if it was the work of the devil, which, sure, maybe it was, the devil did a pretty bad job of painting himself, too. Yeah. Like, um, most hideous looking thing that can be imagined is a quote. Um, Fearful eyes, wide open mouth, and a terrifying look. If I were the, the devil, I would make myself look really nice. Like, this yeah. is my opportunity to present myself to all of you with a quick little self-portrait. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to paint myself in a good light maybe quite literally, but also like, Hey, here's an alternative thing. Come over here. I'm here too. I'm an option. (laughs) You got one of them. You got one guy that was like, yeah, sure. I'll go to hell. Whatever. It's yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, I love all of these sleuths too, trying to figure it out, including us, um, trying to decide what this was. And once again, I have no idea what, and we only have this information about it. So it could have been anything. Really, I still am skeptical enough to think someone just was like, some teenager was like, <laughs> watch this, um, and got the whole town into a frenzy. Um, I really can't think of any other excuses. This is what's bothering me. Yeah, they're they are they are thorough in their theories. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you have a solution that you think could have been, uh the true culprit of this crime um, or revelation texting your votes, texting your votes. But yeah, that's, that's our uh, Ozark super kicker um, for this week. Yeah. 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 So you've reached the end of the episode. Uh, Zach and I really like it when you uh, like our Facebook page. So go ahead and do that at Hey, Hey NWA on the Facebook and then on the Instagram. We, we feel affirmed when you do that. We do. On the Instagram, it's Hey Hey NWA Podcast. And then we have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Hey Hey NWA. So we have a good time uh, when you have a good time. So keep listening to our content and tell your friends. Also, don't forget the hashtag How Do It Like Zilch Does It. Do it for the Zilch. <laughs> uh, don't forget the hashtag. Don't forget the hashtag. This is how I zilch. This is how I zilch. Be sure to use it. I'm it, sure whenever I get this composting thing, then I will 
use the hashtag. I can't wait to see how you're going to rig this thing into a giant rotisserie. Me too. I'm interested to see that contraption. Mm -hmm. uh, big hamster wheel for you to come home and run on. The get maggots your, run on them. Get your exercise. Just put a big hamster wheel on it and come home from work and run on that. Sure. Get your exercise in. Get your composting in all at once. Man. I feel like you could actually hook it up to a stationary bike and then you that could. could be cool. You could. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. Uh, dig it. I like it. Also, we have some events coming up. You want to talk about that? We got yes, we do. Um, so we took off trivia for a little bit, but now that it is May, we are starting trivia every week, Thursdays, Thursday nights, starting at seven at Bike Rack Brewing Company, the A Street location. So that's across from the Forge. It's right next to Peddler's Pub, all of that. Also, starting the second weekend in May, we are doing karaoke every other weekend, every other Saturday night, starting at seven. And y'all, that's that's always a blast. It's so much fun. It all is. The time. I've said this many a time. It is my favorite thing that I get to do yep. through this podcast. Yep. Uh, as event wise, is doing karaoke, seeing everybody show up. And also, trivia is going to take a real different spin. It is. It's going to be game show, front of room game, still general knowledge stuff, but it's going to be very different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's saying it's the best best trivia ever, and it's no one has ever seen such a great trivia. And Obama didn't have as good trivia right. as us, and. Obama's trivia was a total disaster, uh, and we're here to make trivia better. I don't think we're even going to call it trivia. I, I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> we do want to not call it trivia because it's going to be pretty different. So check it out. It's going to be a blast. So it'll be summer. It'll be warm, and at night it'll cool down, and mm -hmm. you know we'll do trivia outside, and everybody will have a beer, and it'll be great. And especially uh, on this first trivia, we're going to have a kickoff night. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be fun. There'll be food. And anyway, yeah, go check out the event and stuff. It might not be on Facebook just yet, but it'll be coming soon. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Go throw away all... Wait, don't go throw away all the straws. Go uh, repurpose all your straws. Make art out of all your straws. Make art out of your straws. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back with you on Thursday with a local lowdown. See you later, friends. See you later, pals.